Hello everyone this is your host KK I'm super excited to let you know that I've launched my first book called Why Me First it's available on amazon.com I'm putting the link in the show notes click the link grab your copy today there is a free gift for everyone inside the book may I also request you to please leave me a review that would mean the world to me thank you so much imagine celebrating your success going on holidays having bonfire on the beach with your loved ones unfortunately most entrepreneurs experience burnout within the first year but what is it that makes others succeed i'm your host tajul khurana call me kk join me as we have fireside chats with experts who have insider secrets around how to rest rejuvenate recharge and be bonfire entrepreneurs Hello and welcome to Be Bonfire Entrepreneurs with your host Kajal Khurana you can call me KK we have two amazing guests today yes for a change and first time we have duo of mother daughter they live out of denver the pair bootstraps their business she factor and reached over 1 million gen z women last year she factor is a lifestyle brand which provides an on and offline platform for 20 something women craving community growth and purpose and they are tori and heidi ganal heidi has received many accolades including fortune magazine's top 10 most performing entrepreneurs and the 2016 colorado brave leader award and tori who's the daughter is the host of she factor podcast welcome to our show heidi and tori Thank, thank you so much for having us. It's a pleasure. It's first time we are having a duo and I'm very excited because it looks different, it feels different. So, before I start asking you questions, please tell our audience who Tori Ganal and Heidi Ganal are. Maybe one by one. Okay, I'll start. Okay, I'll start. I'm Heidi Ganal and I'm best known as the founder of Camp Bow Wow, the country's largest pet care franchise in the US. and i sold that in 2014 and ventured out into some other opportunities one of which is a, a labor of love and that she factor which is a digital and live platform to help young women create a life they love including my own daughter tori interesting and i am tori and obviously like heidi said i'm her daughter i'm 25 years old and i live here in portland oregon actually although i'm originally from denver and She Factor really originated not only from my own story but realizing that I was one of many women who graduated from college and felt a little bit lost about what life had to hold and I went from working a very demanding corporate America job where I worked, you know, 60 to 80 hours a week and everything in my life around me was kind of crumbling at the same time because I had no time or attention on the other things that mattered to me and when I was going through this experience I realized that a lot of other women were going through the same thing that were my age. So lucky for me I have an amazing mom who um is an entrepreneur and we sort of decided to build a business off this idea of offering women in their 20s a not only support system with resources and events and a podcast and um a book and all the things but a community of women that will back them in that. So it's been really fun and we've gotten to grow this business together and it's been amazing to see everything unfold over the last year. 
Beautiful. I would applaud you both, honestly, because uh, most of the time what happens, kids don't listen to their parents. <laughs> so Tori, <laughs> good job. You have a great mom, definitely. But it's also you who made it happen. Otherwise, there are parents who always want to guide their kids, but kids say, ah, mom, you don't know what our generation is doing, you know? Am I right, Hadi? Did you face any kind of these challenges? Oh, yes. I mean, Tori was a great kid and and I dragged her along the way building Camp Bow Wow for all those years. And so she got to see the good and the bad of entrepreneurship and going through a startup. And I kept telling her, it's the way to go. You don't want to work in corporate America. Like you've got the bug. I know you do. And she went off and did her own thing and proved herself out in the world working for another company. And I kept asking her to come on board and help me with Chief Factor and help me get it out there. And she resisted for a while, but I'm so glad that she finally decided to take the leap. And it's been a great journey since then. And we've had a lot of fun together. Amazing. So when did you guys started She Factor? So we started, we launched it last May, May of 2019, but it took about two years to build the methodology around launching a life you love and building the digital platform, the app the website, and also writing the book. So we worked on it for a couple of years before it actually launched last year. Awesome. And what was Tori's role into this? Tori, I was kind of the guinea bit, but <laughs> I was a little bit of the guinea pig to begin with. I mean, as we were building out the methodology and my mom was writing the book, I was the person that we were testing all the methods on. And it was the perfect storm because I was in a job that I was pretty miserable in and was in this spot where I was lacking, you know, community and growth and purpose in my life. So it worked out perfectly. So I was the test subject in a way. And then as it started to grow and grow, um, my mom kept coming to me for advice on how to, you know, word certain things or what we should do in this direction. And I started to get a little bit more and more involved. And I really hit a rock bottom moment about last April and I guess April, gosh, a year ago mm-hmm. and decided, you know what, like I'm loving what I'm doing when I'm helping you with She Factor. And I feel that flow and that passion and that purpose that I've been missing in my real job. So I worked about three months doing both jobs pretty much full time. And that made me realize how much more I wanted to work at She Factor. So I made the full time leap last um, last August and I couldn't be more grateful. And since then, obviously, our roles have changed and shifted so many times. But essentially, my role from the beginning to now has really been developing the brand and the face of the company and the different aspects of the brand that we offer, like our daily newsletter, the podcast, the blog, and our events. Beautiful. Sounds very nice and smooth, but I'm sure it isn't. What are some of your challenges, especially when you work with someone as a partner? Like here, you are mother, daughter, but there are other people who have partners who built a brand or a business, but sometimes they agree to disagree. Do you also have those kind of challenges? Uh, You know, we're pretty aligned on where we want the brand to go and how we want to get there. I think the stress or the pressure comes from just what's happening in society today with COVID and shifting everything to virtual and having to create a very lean team that kind of takes takes the the brand and runs with it and doesn't have to be micromanaged. So it's more, I think, the stress of the times than it is anything between Tori and I. We actually align and get along great and have very similar ways of approaching problems. So 
I think, you know, obviously working with family can definitely be challenging. I've had, I've had a lot of family involved in the business over the years, but this has been delightful and, and it's working out great. And I think it's because we're both in our sweet spot and so is the rest of the team. Amazing. Yeah. I would just b- grow off of that too. I think a big challenge that we've had, which isn't necessarily related to us, but related to how we work together is that we've always had a really strong vision for the company and a vision for where we want it to go. But a big challenge we've had is bringing other people in who don't share that vision with us. And we've gone through a lot of changes on our team because of that and figuring out who works best where and how we can best utilize people's strengths. And our roles have pretty much stayed consistent through that, but finding the right people to be in other roles and support us and who also believe in the vision and the brand and are willing to work for that has definitely been a challenge, but we're in a great place now and it's taken a long time for us to get there. It's, it's so true. People need to have the same kind of vision. Otherwise you, sometimes you have challenges because of other people on your team, not because of you or your vision. I think it's so, so important that people who are on your team or working with you should also have that kind of vision and also passion to work for that vision. So talk to us more about what are the strategies you guys have for your team or for your business to make it successful? Well, I think we definitely try and connect a lot and not just through Zoom, but live whenever we can to keep that kind of camaraderie and human connection that we all need so badly right now. But we also have very clear expectations for each team member and we celebrate every little win right now. It's all about you know, helping us all get across the finish line with some of the projects we're working on and just being excited about it, happy that we're working on something we're so passionate about. And then really just making sure everyone follows through on the promises they've made the brand and each other. And usually that means things will work out pretty well in the end and we'll be successful. Right. And what do you think some of the like entrepreneurs who have partnerships don't do things right? What are the common mistakes you see others make? I think the biggest mistake is not having an exit plan laid out or having frank conversations about what might happen if it doesn't work and having that really clearly spelled out from the beginning. And then also just recognizing that, you know, not assuming that the other person doesn't want the best for the company. I think both people have to assume that they do each want the best for the company. They just might have different ideas about how to approach it. And if you get into the weeds and and you can't agree on something, then perhaps use a moderator or somebody neutral to help you navigate that and really listen to each other and honor and respect each other as much as you can while still having a different opinion. All right. So coming back to clients, when you have clients, what are some of the challenges you face? Do you think it's difficult to convince people, make them understand what exactly you're bringing on the table or had it been an easy, smooth journey for you guys? Story, maybe. Oh, it has not been an easy, (laughs) definitely not. Um, You know, the one thing about our brand that we've struggled with since the beginning is there are so many different aspects to it. We have a book, there's an app, there's a methodology that we help people to follow, to create a life they love. And then there's all these resources that come with that, like the blog, the podcast, the daily newsletter and our events. And what we found is a lot of people telling us that we shouldn't have all those things, but we've been stayed strong in that vision that we need to have all those things because we need to meet women where they're at. And the same woman who attends one of our events is not the same woman who listens to our podcast or gets our daily newsletter. 
So we've created all these different touch points and it's been amazing for us on a brand growth perspective to see how many women engage across the different platforms. Um, but you know, it, it's never easy. And I think the one thing that has made it a little bit easier for us is just really staying strong to our vision and that authenticity that we bring to the table. Um, I think a lot of brands struggle with that these days with social media and marketing and how to remain authentic. And for us, it helps that, you know, my mom and I are really the face of the brand and the ones communicating everything and how we can be the best at communicating that authentically is just being ourselves and saying, Hey, we've been in your shoes. This is why we created she factors. Cause we've both been through these experiences that we now want to pro- like provide you resources so that you don't have to go through the same resource or same um, issues that we did. So I think authenticity has been really key for us in bringing in a clientele and a member base. And I think our members really do appreciate that and see that in a deep level. And other than that, just like finding resources to meet them where they're, where they're at and providing the different touch points has been really helpful. I think I totally agree with what you have said. I have also mentioned in my book, there is no one size fit all. So you can't have one thing and say, this is for everyone. It's, it's so important to not take people's opinion so seriously because people can have their opinion. That doesn't mean that becomes your decision, right? So I'm very happy to hear that you are both very clear. And it, you know, it's so inspiring to see that you have Heidi here, who is so experienced, and you have Tori here, who's so young, beautiful, charming. And, you know, you're bringing experience from probably 40 years or 50 years and you know, young generation. So you're bringing experience versus new talent together, Mm -hmm. which is very rare to see. Even if people have partnerships in their business, they are probably same age, you know, pretty much they come from the same kind of background experience and they gel together. That's why they want to become business partners because they have same vision, same personality or whatever. But you guys are amazing because your mom comes from a different generation you come from a different generation. It's like experience and talent coming together. So I'm sure it's not very easy, but kudos to you guys. You guys are doing amazing. Talk to us more about where you want to take your brand to in next five years. Well, our goal originally was to reach 5 million young women in five years. And we're about a year and a half in and we've gone over a million on the mark. So we're on track for that. But really, it's not so much about quantity as it is quality and making sure we we build a community of women who are very supportive of each other and men too, and who are committed to growth and committed to growing themselves as well as their companies and making sure that they're there for the other women in their life. One of the key steps in the She Factor process is creating your SEAL Team 6, which is a small group of people that are your mentors, your friends, the people who are going to you know, watch for your blind spots and really tell you how it is. Our She Factor community is just an extension of people like that to hold you accountable, to see your blind spots, to cheer you up when you're down and to celebrate you when you're succeeding. So you know, I think it's, it's going to be a really fun journey over the next couple of years. We've navigated COVID and switching everything to virtual, but we're so excited to get back to live events and having conferences and summits and, you know, monthly, uh, monthly get togethers and, and hope we can do that soon. Awesome. Wish you all the best. And I'm sure you can achieve that. <laughs> so uh, I'm assuming 
Tori, uh, you have your mom as a mentor. Maybe you have other mentors. For Hadi, who are your mentors? Who inspire you the most? Oh my goodness, that's a hard question. I mean, obviously, my mom and dad were the original inspirers. Right. My dad and I are very much alike, very sales driven, outward going. And my mom is um, more accounting type. Well, why can't you just work eight to five? Come on. Right. And my dad's like, no, go be an entrepreneur. And so I had to find some healthy balance between those two things. But, you know, I really, I just enjoy watching women like Sarah Blakely, who is the founder of Spanx. And she's so real and authentic. And she lays it out there on her Instagram stories about her family and how hard it is to balance everything. So I really like women like that, that are just honest and authentic. Don't try to fake it till you make it and just lay it all out there for the world to see how messy it can be building a business and a family at the same time. Right. And for you, Tori, apart from your mom, do you have any other mentors? You know, I definitely look to a lot of the women in our community, even for mentorship. Um, There's a couple of our brand ambassadors and the women that have been on my podcast who have become amazing mentors to me who are a little bit older and wiser. But I think the key to finding mentors in your life is finding people who fit certain things that you're looking or lacking for. Like for me, I really didn't have any experience with social media. So I really embraced a mentorship with somebody who is in our community who has grown her account by XYZ, who I could lean on for support and mentorship in that, in that facet. Another one is email marketing. That's another one that I've had to learn and pick up. So relying on someone, finding someone who's really strong in that sense, who I can look up to and ask questions. But I mean, generally speaking, you know, I think I have a lot of the same mentors my mom does and my age, there's definitely a lot of upcoming entrepreneurs, which have been amazing to watch. And honestly, it's so easy to just reach out and create a relationship with them that I've been able to do that. So I think just following the people in your field and seeing what they're doing and reaching out and creating that relationship is the key and finding the points where you may need help more so than others is a really important thing when looking for mentors. Amazing. So Dory, now with your age, you've also touched the point about social media. I think it's overwhelming. People are getting confused. There's lack of clarity. At the same time, there's a lot of competition as well. You know, do you feel that kind of competition? And do you think without your mom, you would have not done it? So when it comes to social media, competition is obviously huge, especially for a brand that's sitting in the women empowerment space, only a year and a half old. And it can be frustrating because a lot of companies don't take you seriously until you have 10,000 followers, 100,000 followers, a million followers on Instagram. And we could have taken the easy route and, you know, gone viral or, you know, bought followers. But looking back, I'm so proud of us for doing it all organically because our followers now are so much more engaged with what we're doing and so bought into our process. So while it's been slow to grow, that it's kind of that quality over quantity piece of the women that are part of our community and that are following us are so engaged. So I think with social media, yes, it can be frustrating and it can be as a business owner, you know, even more frustrating because you aren't seeing the growth or the things that you want to, but at the same time, it's part of our society now and we have to figure it out and we have to go with the times. And I just, in, I encourage all of the entrepreneurs out there, like think of social media as inspiration rather than a selling space. And that's what we've really embraced. It's, People come to us, to our Instagram page for the inspiration, for, you know, the resources that are easy to flow through. They don't come to it to see all of the things that we're selling or doing. And then they go somewhere else, like our blog or a podcast or a daily newsletter to find out more of those things. But 
our Instagram is really more about inspiration and connecting with our community on a one-on-one level. So true. I think um, you nailed it by saying that slow and grow, you know, you don't have to just rush into, it's not about million followers, to be very honest. It's like you again said, quantity versus quality. You want to have quality clients or followers so you can deliver as well and being authentic is important because instant gratification can bring you all the success but then you can't handle it and you will fail as well you know like I give an example if you want to climb you'll have to take one step then second step then third step if you want to jump to the 10th step there are high chances that you will fall back you know it's so important that you take baby steps and build your business alongside. Very interesting. So what's the name of your book, if I may ask? It's Sheet Factor. (laughs) Oh, interesting. So what exactly do you guys do? If you don't mind me asking that. Yeah. So, well, Sheet Factor, the methodology is all about following a process to create a life that you love. And I'll let Tori walk you through the process, but it really came from a lot of research into how do you get people into a growth mindset And how do you support them along the way? And how do you teach them to hold themselves accountable to the goals they set or the vision that they have for themselves? So Tor, maybe you can walk her through the process. Sure. Yeah. So it really starts with finding out who you are and how you tick and what motivates you, what your strengths are. So we actually took all of the major um, tests out there, personality tests and combined them and made them um, made one of our own. So that's what the app is. You download the She Factor app and it prompts you to take this test and you can get one of seven options. So there's queen, dreamer, guardian, conqueror, storyteller, and director. And really that those words are strong and powerful and you can step into those and resonate with those. And it's about creating a common language that you can have conversations with other women about like, I'm totally a guardian and this is my, what I'm supposed to do. And this is what motivates me or because I'm a dreamer, I might not like doing these things. So can you help me do those things? So that's really the first step. And it's really an important step of the method. And then from there in the app, it actually is about gamifying your goals. So we have nine different spheres that we base our brand off of. And those are folk, which is friends and family, flame, your significant other, future, finance, fashion, favor, which is giving back, freedom, being a good citizen. Um, I always get down the last couple and can't remember faith (laughs) and fuel, which is food and fitness. So we really try to help women create a holistic balance of their life. It's not just about business or career or relationship. It's about combining all the things to find a holistic balance. So in the app, you set goals within four of those spheres a month. You can't do any more than four, because if you do, then you aren't giving yourself the proper time to do that. You set goals. And then each week you score yourself on how well you're doing at hitting your goals. So maybe you can, you can then use that as a common language. The score that you get is your she factor. So you can say, I got a 20% she factor this week. It was not my week, or I had gotten 80% she factor. It was an awesome week. I just need to follow up on a couple of things. So it's really about creating a common language that you can use with others. And then from there, it's about the community aspect. So like Heidi was talking about the SEAL team six, finding your accountability team, And then from there, finding your squad, which is what we've really been trying to do across our brand is build that community with other like-minded growth-oriented women. So we do monthly events and each of those events and everything in our brand is focused on one of those spheres a month where we give them the opportunity to learn about that sphere and how it relates to their life and 
how they can set goals within that sphere and have conversations with other women across the world on what that topic is for them. So um, the brand itself is really more about the resources that we're giving them um, to help them on what we call their journey to she. And the book and the app are really the foundation to the methodology that we're teaching them to create a life they love. Sounds very interesting. <laughs> I feel like going on the app now and, you know, evaluating myself. <laughs> I'll do that later for sure. So, uh, Tori, uh, very interesting and amazing, I would say, because I know some people will say, oh, you know, when you're in your 20s, you don't understand what life is and, you know, your perspective to life is different. So wait until you are in your 30s or 40s to understand when you, where you have more experience. But I personally believe the sooner you have clarity in life is better for you. Do you find it challenging, especially when women are in their 20s? They are very different because they're very young. They don't have much experience on their plate. And then there are, you know, a lot of hormonal changes which happens after 30. Do you think it's easy for them to gain clarity in their 20s or is it challenging? You know, the reason why we started She Factor was because of not only my experience, but my mom's experiences, the mistakes that we've made, even look at my own journey, for example, taking a job that I wasn't passionate about, and then ending up miserable and not able to get out of bed every day. So teaching women just how to understand that they can take control of their life from early on, it doesn't have to be in your 30s or 40s, you have this complete control and responsibility and competence to take ownership of your life and decide what direction you want to go. And it, it is the challenge in a way of like, yes, they might not know what they want, but mm -hmm. the, the whole process that we're leading them through is to help them understand themselves better so that they can figure out what those aspects of their life mean to them. And then on their own, decide what that means for the rest of their life. And yes, that process goes on all throughout our lives. I mean, we've had women in our in their 40s, 50s, 60s come to our events, or maybe they came with their daughter and they said that this is just as applicable to them as it is to someone in their 20s. But the sooner that we can instill that in women, that you have complete responsibility and freedom to do whatever you want in your life and whatever makes you happy and create a life you love, the less mistakes they're going to make and the more confident they're going to feel when it does come time to make a mistake or experience failure, they're going to have that confidence instilled in them that they can figure it out and move on from it quicker. I think you're right. If you evaluate it earlier, there are, you know, you can escape mistakes. Like we say in our podcast, escape burnouts. So this brings me to almost the last question of our podcast because we are running out of time. What is one piece of advice you would give entrepreneurs to escape burnout and increase productivity? Who would want to answer that? <laughs> Mom. I, I think what I've learned over the years is that means different things to different people. Right. A lot of my friends have said, why after you sold Camp Bow Wow, did you just not relax and join the country club and play tennis and play golf and hang out? I'm like, because I love creating businesses and creating jobs and helping other people create businesses. For me, that's my passion and it fills my tank. For others, it might be seen as a burden, but not for me. And I think everybody has their passion and then they have their outlet for how they relax and, and let off steam and take care of themselves. So I think whatever that outlet is, you have to commit to doing a certain amount of it to keep your tank full. And I think that's the most important thing is just being disciplined about taking good care of yourself and doing things that you love outside of work too. 
Awesome. And there are any rituals do you follow? So rituals that I might follow, I think I definitely have a daily routine, like starting out with my big cup of hot tea. And if, if I don't have just the right tea and just the right amount of milk in it, et cetera, it throws my day off. That's very after- British, I would say. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, know, I, know. I don't want to be racist, but I had friends from UK and they were like, oh, exact amount of milk in their tea. And I'm sorry, go on. <laughs> no, that's right. I learned it from my grandmother. And then just having some time. We taught, we learned this through a coach recently on the She Factor team to manifest the day and to be grateful and just even taking five minutes to not meditate, but just really focus on what you're grateful for and what your day might be look like if it was successful. And then just dig in and have fun and make it playful. Don't take things too seriously. And then, you know, fit in a little bit of relaxation. And then the minute the kids get into the door, you switch to mom mode and, and Tori, isn't quite there yet, but she knows what it's like in our household and how crazy it gets in the afternoon. And then you switch back to work at nine o'clock at night with the glass of wine on the couch, watching, you know, your favorite Netflix show in the background. Interesting. I always say that you can design your day in the morning if you want to become the architect of your day, if not future. Just visualize how would you want your day to be. And it all starts within the first hour, you know, first prime hour when you wake up. And what about you, Tori? Do you have any routine or rituals you follow? I wouldn't say that it's necessarily a ritual or routine, but I'm a stickler for to-do list. I always have to have my to-do list and I rewrite it and rewrite it. And I get that from my mom. She does the same thing. And I just really try to work in what I feel is best for what I need in that moment. So I don't always stick to a ritual or routine because I feel like I need different things at different times of the day. But I usually go on a nightly walk, um, you know, just making time to cook. I love cooking and making time to do things that you love and that you feel like you need, like whether it be working out and taking that time for you. For me, like I said, it's cooking dinner. I love to cook. And then before I go to bed, I just get out all of my thoughts, all of my things that are in my head, my to-do list. I get them out on paper so that I can go to bed and have a peaceful rest where I'm not racking my brain and all the things that I need to do tomorrow. So a little bit less, I guess, of a ritual, but more of like things that I do to every day to, you know, plan, plan well. yes. awesome. mm-hmm. interesting. So guys, before we say bye to you, please tell our listeners, where can they find you if they want to get in touch with? Yes. So you can find out more information about She Factor at thesheFactor.com. Of course, you can find us on social media. It's at thesheFactor on Instagram. And of course, you can follow both my mom and I at Tori Ganahl and at Heidi Ganahl. We share a lot about our entrepreneurship journeys. We pretty much walk you through all the behind the scenes, everything She Factor, which is really fun. And then, of course, we obviously have all of the things that have to do with She Factor, like the podcast that I'm the host of. We have a daily newsletter called The Daily She. We have a blog. Um, and then I think the best place to get to know a little bit more about She Factor, what we do is our events. And so we do free monthly virtual events right now, hopefully in person eventually again. But those, obviously, you can find all the information on our website or on Instagram. And then we're actually planning a big summit for the end of October That's the She Cares Wellness Summit, and that's for women of all ages, basically a self-care, a mental health, and wellness day with about 30-plus workshops um, on the 29th of October. And if you're not able to join us on the 29th, that'll be available for up to six months after that. So we'll be actually selling access to the summit after the summit as well. So if this goes live after that, that's totally fine. But yeah, just events like that are a great place to get to know who we are and what we do, and you really get to see from the front lines of 
you know, Zoom right now in person eventually of what this community is and how we're changing the lives of women. Awesome. So I'm going to put your contact details in our show notes and all the best for the summit, guys. It was lovely talking to both of you. You are very inspiring. Thank you for coming and, you know, sharing all the knowledge with our listeners. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. Do you know, fragrance remains in the hands that gives rose. Would you please share this episode with your entrepreneur friends? So we can help each other escape burnout, increase productivity and achieve our goals faster. Also, let me know what topics you want me to cover in our future episodes at info at bodymindsolution.com. Would you please take a moment to rate and review this show? That would mean the world to me. And yes, don't forget to subscribe. This is your host, KK. Until next time, take care. Bye-bye.